Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. As Keith Niebuhr would say, how about you, everybody? Welcome in to the Friday edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I am your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, man, uh, I, I feel bad for you. We're absolutely missing out. Get on the bus now or the train. Keith? Don't go there. <laughs> yeah. That's what they, you ever accidentally put the channel on the view? No. You know, and you get like four... <laughs> Four women talking about life, and then we'll go there. That's a big – Auburn Live on three. $25 will get you till next football season. Absolute steal. Kind of like Wendell Green. Mm. We are going to touch on recruiting because this is a recruiting show. We are also going to give kind of our latest opinions and any insight we have about the coaching search, although the uh, – czar of the coaching search justin hokinson is not joining us today but we will we will throw in our two cents help me do it all is keith Nieper, mr j head mr j head let's start with you big dog how you doing i'm doing fantastic and i'm gonna start off the show with how about you to cole for saluting those people that stayed in the top of jhs Ooh. during that last week's game i was one of those people cole so thank you oh. for saluting me for my efforts and cheering on the team i appreciate you big dog Oh, Cole is on assignment this morning. He might be join, jumping in to join us. If not, that's okay. He's got more important things to do. Keith Niebuhr, how you doing down there in the Sunshine State? You? Yeah, how about you, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Sunshine State was cold this morning, okay? Let's what, 54? Yeah, and Keith Ooh. was to get out of bed, okay? Uh, that's perfect yeah. jump, brother. Jort weather. You know, I, I swear to God, here's where you know – People down here can roll with the punches. Everybody here thinks that's funny, too, with the, the jort thing. I saw more jorts living in Atlanta on a weekly basis than I'd see in a year down here, okay? Were they barking at you? <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> calling my name. Keith, these are, you know. Uh, but, uh, no, it's uh, it's been chilly, but... Um, you know, we're ready to roll, ready to get the show in here. Well, before we do, let's give a, a big hand about you to Miss Jessica Andrus with EXP Realty. If you need a home in or around the Auburn Opelika area, Lee County, Jessica Andrus is the on three five star consensus realtor. Three three four seven zero four 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 two residential investment property. She can do it all, folks. Three three four seven zero four 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 two. Tell her we sent you. All right, folks, it's Friday. Wait a second, she's a five-star? Is that is this the barn bump that I've been hearing about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Auburn Live on three bump. There you go. Hey. That's, that's the sway. I mean, that's, you know. Five-star realtor, man. Uh, Impressive. Auburn will host the Mighty Hilltoppers yes. on Saturday at 3 p.m. Central Time. We are not expecting any official visitors. Probably going to be a lot of underclassmen guys there, some in-state guys, some 2024s. Keith, you think maybe a couple of five-stars might, might find their way, or is, is possible? It's possible. We're talking about James Smith and Quay Russo over Montgomery Carver, defensive lineman. Uh, it's possible they could make the game. They're going to be there last week and didn't make it. I guess one of them was sick. Their teammates, James Smith and, and Quay Russo. But uh, as of yesterday, Thursday, I was told prob- probably not. Okay. Enough. And, and you know that's not a huge deal, Jeffrey and, and Jay. They've been to so many games at Auburn. Mm-hmm. They know what it's like there. And you know what? It's they. These are guys that want to sign early. Their early signing period's five weeks away. Let them decompress a little bit. They've got official visits coming. I think they got some trips left. Not much. It's it's uh it's time for them to really start focusing and zeroing on and things. And so if they don't make it to a game, I don't think it's a big deal. But if they do make it, it's a good thing, obviously, for Auburn. 
Arion Carter, the linebacker from Memphis, not expected to visit Auburn and uh, not this weekend at least. I, I'm sure he thought at one point he was he was going to, but uh, that did not unfold. Jay Head, I thought one of the bigger news, biggest news stories out of this week, as far as recruiting goes, was Brenton Williams, the edge from Opelika, D committee from Coastal Carolina. This guy has surged up a lot of boards, including Auburn. Auburn sent him an official offer last night. I think Penn State is also involved with him. There's a few more. Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Big time involvement there. Ole Miss. Jay, do you like this kid? Love the kid. I mean, he is a prototypical five tech, and he's the kind of guy that Rodney Garner built his reputation on. Hard work, grinder, you know what I mean? A guy that plays with a little bit of an edge to him because obviously he's not the most highly ranked, but really, really good against the run as far as setting the edge is concerned. I uh, love the way he plays with pad level and his technical skill that he uses. So excited about this one. Not every kid that gets offered this time of the year do I get excited about, but seeing a kid like him that's really blossomed this senior year, a kid that didn't camp very much and is now being rewarded for what he's put on tape, I think that's always great to see. And look, if your competition is Penn State and Ole Miss, one school of which may or may not be, you know, their head coach may not be in contention for our position, you kind of like uh, the transit of property there that may carry over should a prospect like that, say Lane Kiffin, become our head coach, this kid already being on the board and familiar with that person. So I thought I what to like there. I thought it was odd, Keith, that this kid decommits from Coastal Carolina and doesn't immediately flip. I think he told you he's – I know he told me he's planning on waiting to see how it yeah. un unfolds. What did you take away from your conversation yeah, with him Thursday night? talked to him uh, Thursday night. He said, you know, you knew this, Jeffrey. He actually visited Auburn last Thursday. And I said, were you at the game Saturday? He said, no, I was at another game. I was at Coastal Carolina. And, you know, Coastal Carolina was not thrilled about him. You know, they 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 were in on him early. They've, they've actually put some – they're actually putting some D linemen in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're, they're evaluating defensive linemen as well as anybody in the country because they really have to evaluate them. You know, you get to Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, those schools – you know, you're you're fishing from a different pond, man. You know, you know, <laughs> you know these guys got to go find guys that they know won't go to those other schools, you know, and really be able to evaluate guys. So another strong evaluation, we think, for Coastal Carolina. But he went there the other day, but then he was back at Auburn yesterday. Okay. So two visits to Auburn, and uh, he heard all the right things. And, and um, you know, they were hoping he would he – would, he would uh, decommit, and he, and he did. And so he's, uh, they're obviously in a great spot right now, but he's got to see. I mean, he doesn't know whether you – know, he told me, he said, by the way, he's going to be there Saturday at Saturday's game. He said, I hope Rock Bell and Tony, the edge coach, is there. I said, well, okay, but what if he's not? Let's play hypothetically. Mm -hmm. What if he's not retained? Would you still strongly consider Auburn? He's like, well, of course. So, you know, um, so I think that that's – yeah, I th look, Auburn's in a good spot. He's right down the road. Uh, but, again, he is picking up some decent offers. You know, uh, Ole Miss not only has offered they went and saw him a few weeks ago. They visited his school, I believe, I read. Uh, and then, you know, Penn State offered last night. And, uh, you know, he prob he's probably going to get some more offers in these next three, four weeks, guys, as other teams start to realize who they're going to get and who they're not going to get. And also, once your season ends, you can kind of do a quick – well, what's your regular season and you're not playing in a championship game, let's say? Mm -hmm. If you're in South Carolina, you can do a quick board reset. Yeah, right, guys, we don't have to game plan. We don't have to do any of that crap this week. Let's go just check out some guys that are picking up offers from other schools. Yep. And, and, wait, and then, wait a second, this guy might be better than these other four guys we're targeting. Let's go take a look at him right now. We got time. Let's go see him, all that stuff. Let's see if we can get involved. So my guess is this young guy is going to pick up some more offers. I think he's 6'4", 240, he said. 245, yeah. I don't know what he's listed at, but he said he was 240 and, um, you know, big kid. Um, you know, that, that look, the bottom line is the state of Alabama produces a lot of guys that go to other schools sometimes that aren't Bama that do really well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just like the state of Georgia does, not as many as Georgia, obviously, but kids that don't go to Georgia, there's guys getting drafted in the first round every year. The Bulldogs never offered. So I always think about the kid from Auburn that went to Troy and became a. Uh, yeah. Demarcus Ware. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, he is the exception, but there, there are those guys out there. Uh, so there's a guy, though, if your new head coach, Jeffrey, likes, you're going to get him probably. Yeah. You're probably going to get him. He's done the hard part. 
He's he's parted ways. That's hard to do sometimes. People don't understand that. You know, they want everybody to remain firmly committed to Auburn, but they want everybody committed to other schools to just wave bye bye and then flip to Auburn. But it's it's hard. You build these relationships. Yeah, you know, they were Coastal Carolina was on them when none of the big boys were. So yep. he, you know, obviously he's going to feel some sense of loyalty. To them, uh, it's a great program they have over there. Great program. Great good school. Apparently, it's an unbelievable campus. Mm-hmm. Fun, got a lot of things going for them over there. But to play in the SEC or the Big Ten, you know, it's uh, hard to pass that up. Uh, another guy, Jay Head, I don't know if you've got to see Rylan Kennedy from Mansfield, Texas. I have. Auburn loves him. And they should. Um, whereas Brenton Williams is more uh, in that Colby Wooden mold as far as a kid that's playing at 240 right now. He's probably going to be tipping the scales at 275, 280 once he goes through a strength and conditioning program and really be able to set the edge from a run defense standpoint. This kid is an absolute terror off the edge as a pass rusher. He's more in that D Ford mold where he has got an electric first step. Mm. He's raw. Okay. So he's, you know what I mean? And that's why you don't see him with a ton of massive offers right now. But what you cannot teach is first step quickness. And that kid has it. He absolutely is a freak off the snap. So, where he's going to need to refine his body and build up a little bit, that raw skill set as far as speed, quickness, transitioning uh, speed to power, he's got it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't coach that aspect of it, and you see it on his film. It jumps off when you watch it. He is, uh, to my amateur eye, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I said was quick as a quick as an effing cat is what I yep. said. Golly, he was – and I only watched four clips of him on Twitter. But you could tell he is uh, – he, he was – he's different. He's definitely got a different gear. Now, what you don't know, when a kid that's as, as light as he is, I think he's only like 215 mm-hmm. right now. I don't think he's very big. Does he lose that quickness as he adds weight? Because he's going to have to play at about 240 in the SEC to be effective. So it's you're going to have to be very careful. He's a guy that's a developmental kid from that aspect. So you can't expect him to come in there day one and take significant snaps you're gonna have to build his body the right way to make sure that he doesn't lose that speed because that's what makes him so effective so while he's not an immediate action piece you know an immediate impact guy he's somebody you absolutely want if you're me if i'm the gm and i'm looking at this he's a developmental piece i want that i know in two years from now what he can be right right Auburn wants to get him in for a visit, but, man, we're just in this limbo right now with recruiting. It's so difficult because these coaches are pressing on, man. And, uh, you know, as Keith would say, they're coaching until the whistle. Uh, They're recruiting until the the whistle. You've got new offers going out. Uh, Frankie Tinalau, I know I'm butchering that name. He's an offensive tackle from down in South Florida who's committed to Miami. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keith, you've got some information on him. Auburn offered him, I believe, earlier this week, an offensive tackle from – yeah, it's Miami. He's from Miami, but I'm going to look his profile up while we're talking here. I, I, look, all we, we're told is that Auburn feels like they, uh, uh, he's at uh, LaSalle High School. LaSalle. They're committed to Miami in April, but, you know, we're told that my, that Auburn thinks that they've got a shot. They've got some connections. Rock Bell and Tony's the, the edge coach that recruits the Miami area. He knows some people who know some people who know some people who know this kid, and, and they're saying, hey, he recruited. No, I don't mean it that way. Uh, Jay Head, Jay's laughing at me. I'm saying there's connections there. No, sure. absolutely. I, I get what you're saying, Keith. I think he's if he's not the lowest rated Miami commit, he's one of the lowest. And Miami is uh, recruiting a five star offensive tackle, and you know you're you're a kid that's a three star guy, and you say, oh gosh, Miami, the school I'm committed to, may be getting this five star. Where does that put me? What does that do for my recruitment? So Auburn offered, Mississippi State offered all this week. Now that's Missouri. Missouri, that doesn't happen by accident. These schools start thinking, well, wait a second. They offered, and this kid's been a kid in Miami, committed to Miami for seven months now. Why are people offering him? So you start putting two and two together, and and in your head you're going to be thinking, well, there must be something to this. And Auburn thinks there is something to it. Auburn thinks there is a shot there. And they got to get him up there. They got, you know, they got to get him up there to see things. Uh, but, you know, they got Adrian Posse down there who knows a lot of these kids working their, their Auburn's 2024 quarterback commit. There are other kids that have visited Miami that are probably telling this guy good things. Auburn. Uh, go take uh, – Auburn, excuse me. Go go take a look at uh, – go go at least take a look and see. But what we can tell you – we don't know a lot, but what we can tell you is the people at Auburn think that they there's a realistic shot here. We'll see. That doesn't mean they're going to get the guy. 
There's a realistic shot here. We don't even know who Auburn's coach is going to be. So if if Auburn decides to press forward when when they hire, you know, uh, Vince Lombardi in 10 days, then then they, you know, this is a guy that they think, okay, let's get him on campus. So they think he'll probably visit. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll see. We haven't had much luck getting hold of the guy, to be honest with you. So he's probably in a little bit of a pickle right now. Uh, All out. And, and, and so is the staff. They talk about being in a, in, in a pickle right now. It, you know, we talked about not bringing any official visitors in this weekend. Probably going to have some unofficial visitors. You can have unlimited unofficial visitors. You are maxed out per NCAA guidelines of, as how many official visitors you can bring in each year. The number we come up with is 56 max. And you can carry over as many as six J-head that's correct. From the previous year, if you didn't use them all. And then, of course, I've got the count right now at 44. Auburn's brought in 44 official visitors so far. Every one of those guys can come back once this new coaching staff is hired. But I thought it was interesting that Auburn's not bringing any OVs in this weekend. And I, 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 you have to believe that was somebody up above saying, hey, halt these official visitors. We're going to save them for the, new, for the next coach. Absolutely. And I think that that's an easy conclusion to draw, Jeffrey, in realizing that this next coach, whoever they may be, needs the flexibility to bring in players that they see as fits within their system, to be able to build this roster out the way they need to to have some version of success next season. Every coach has a different style. They have a different philosophy. They see things differently. They evaluate differently. So to handicap them in a way and limit them in what they can, and specifically with as important as the transfer portal will be coming up, Mm. that's going to be a huge piece of this junior college talent that's unearthed this time of the year. We all know that happens around December. That final tape starts to come in from Kansas and Mississippi and California, and guys are found and unearthed. So you'll want them to be able to come in and visit. The great thing is, like you just mentioned, we've brought in 44 kids to this point, a lot of them high-end targets that can all revisit as soon as this next staff is on campus. So there's a big plethora of kids to pick from right there for your weeks in December that you get to have kids on campus that you can have them revisit. And then you can also save these for some emerging targets like, say, a Brenton Williams or the kid from Texas in combination with the transfer portal and JUCO market. So. I think we're in a good position. I like the fact that we're not bringing in kids in a weekend where, look, I I know Cornell wants everybody to show up. I hope they do. I hope they're loud. But I don't expect the environment to be the way it was last weekend for Texas A&M with it being Western. It's just – it's going to be a different feel to it to a degree. So I think it's smart. Well, what what are you going to have? I think three official visit weekends in December. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lines up. Yes. why not give your staff a little bit of a, and I mean staffing the off the field people that are doing 90% of the work during these official visits, give them a little bit of a breather. Okay. Next two weeks, decompress, get all your ducks in a row. You're going to have, you're going to be flooded with all these new names and this, that, and the other, and then all these visits over these three weeks, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be like that year where, where Ellis Johnson was fired as DC and Mushchamp was hired and new names are popping up daily. Okay. Now I don't know if there's going to be a weekend where there's seven, five stars, like Will brought in. Of course, if Will Camp's your new defensive coordinator, maybe there is another weekend like that. Who knows? But but point being, let them kind of regroup and have all their energy and focus ready to go starting the day after the Iron Bowl, basically. Okay, guys, the next couple weeks, focus on this. And after that, uh, you know, the the three weeks after that, you're probably not going to be sleeping too much. So let's conserve your energy and get going. That goes for us, too. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a whirlwind, man. It's going to be fun. Oh, listen. And do you remember that Muschamp situation? I mean, it was yes. Sheldrick Redwine. You had Carlton Davis. Yes. All uh, the Ohio State guys from South Florida. Jeremiah Denson, Byron Cowart. Jamal Dean. Uh, the, uh, the, DB, the DB from Griffin, Georgia, that didn't really pan out, but was a, a Colbert. Yeah, Mud. Yeah. All I know is we did it. At my Jordan old- Colbert. Yes, my old side. I had a couple parents on the inside that weekend. Jeffrey, were you not here? Were you here? Yeah. Okay. I had a couple parents on the inside that were just feeding me scoop the whole weekend, like from the whole official visit. This going on, that's going on. And I just remember that thread getting 286,000 views. One thread, and I swear to God, I was the happiest guy on the planet. (laughs) And here's the problem. 
then everybody's like, hey, are you going to do that the next week? And it's like, sometimes you just get lucky. Report, yeah, reporters get lucky. We, we've all written things, Jeffrey, like it's a lot, it's a lot of it's based on who picks up the phone on the other end. Oh, absolutely. And when, yeah, maybe you're the first person to call somebody and you get them and the next person calls them and doesn't get them. And that sometimes you're the second person that calls and, and you don't get the, the pickup. Yeah. Matter of fact, when I, when I interviewed Brenton Williams last night, Jeffrey, you'll like this, the, the, the D ended to Opelika. I called and he was kind of surprised when I told him who it was. And I said, Hey, you got a couple minutes. I just got a few questions. He goes, uh, can I call you back in 15? And I said, you're not calling back. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, huh? I go, it's okay, man. If you don't, if you don't want to talk, it's fine. And he goes, uh, okay. So 25, 30 minutes pass. I'm like, God, I knew this kid wasn't going to call back. And then he called back. He called back. But usually when they tell you they're – or they, they tell you that they're going to call back. Or, oh, hey, I'm getting in the shower. That's one that's usually – Oh, yeah. You just know you're like, oh, God, I'm not getting this guy again, you know. But My guess is that kid was so shell-shocked, though, that he's getting attention. Did it just well, like, hey, oh, my God. But fortunately, and Jay, had you, we may have to utilize your phone number, too, sometimes. I've got a Florida number. And if they don't, if that doesn't work, Jeffrey and Cole have Auburn area codes. And so that kid may think it's an Auburn coach calling them if we have. I, I get lucky like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to figure it. We're, we're going to outsmart these kids if we can. But usually the other one's outsmarting us, to be honest with you. It, it actually worked out for me I, I, um, because I had went and met with him last Thursday, and I told him I would respect his wishes to keep that quiet. He Let me tell you something. Coastal was flexing on this kid. They did not want him visiting Auburn. Like, but do not – you're not allowed. And I think about it. I don't blame them, do you? I mean, now no. they go through the whole process of finding another kid. They don't just get to pluck. Like Alabama or Georgia does, you know what I mean? Yeah, they they have to be more more uh, possessive. Yeah. Certainly, oh, certainly more possessive. Uh, guys, we've got we're we're eight days away from the Iron Bowl. We are six days away from the Egg Bowl. Yes. What's how about you, everybody? How about you? Yeah, kind of break the, the dead space there. Jay, where do you stand in Auburn's quest to replace Brian Harson via Carnell Williams? Okay, so as of now, and I put my coaching carousel thread up uh, late last night, guys. I apologize; I meant to to get to it yesterday afternoon. I uh, had some things pop up at the office, so I didn't get a chance to break out as early as I wanted. But I still see this as Lane Kiffin versus the field. That's mm. everything my gut and my intel tells me. Now I wouldn't weigh it as. Kiffin is the predominant favorite. I just think he's the most known name that is, at this point, I believe he's still the top target on the board. And then the field is a little bit cluttered. But within that field, I think Hugh Freeze is still the most prominent name that you need to know as far as a realistic candidate to be the next head coach at Auburn should it not be Lane Kiffin. If I'm applying percentages to each candidate, I think that it would be Kiffin 1, Freeze 2, and then a jumbled mess, three through five. Would you be shocked, because I would be at this point, if it's anyone other than Lane Kiffin or Hugh Freeze? I would to a degree. Um, and I, here's the thing. Chris Lowe is a probably the most connected reporter amongst SEC coaches of anybody, okay? He's also extremely deliberate in what he says and what he doesn't say. And so when he name-dropped, Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze, my radar went up immediately, okay, because that means he's talking to multiple people that think, okay, these are the top two guys that Auburn's taking a very hard look at. I do know that they have vetted Hugh and Lane extremely hard. Does that mean that an offer is forthcoming? No, it doesn't. But you don't invest or waste time in looking deeply into somebody's background, and I'm talking about real deep if you're not preparing for them to be on your board. So that's what gives me a little bit of confidence in saying, yes, I would be shocked if it's not one of those two. And I think those are both guys. There's a reason, a tangible reason, a feasible reason why they want the Auburn job. You know what I mean? For Lane, it is the ability to win championships, to have the resources that he needs to consistently be at the top end of the SEC. I'm not saying he's not doing that right now at Ole Miss, and I'm not saying that there's not the potential for him to get what he needs to do that. But at Auburn, that's already all there. 
there's the infrastructure there that he needs to be successful. And yes, it's a little bit of a rebuild and kind of a step backwards from where he's at at Ole Miss. But that doesn't mean that the upside can't be consistent championship contender. With Hugh, it's obvious. This is his this is his shot at getting back into the big time. This is his shot in an SEC program that gives him everything that he wants and needs to be successful. Um, and it's an opportunity to show, you know what, my story's not over yet. So he's going to come in with a little bit of edge. So you see the incentive for both those guys as to why Auburn would be attractive. And I know that there have been other big names, and Justin has reported on those, and, he, and, and he'll continue to do so. But when I'm looking at a coaching search, I'm trying to apply the why they would want to be at Auburn. What's the rationale? Like with Brian Kelly and LSU, it was a very obvious situation that Notre Dame could not recruit at the level that he needed to to be a consistent championship program. They could get high-end guys, but it's really, really tough with the academic standards that they have there and the talent base where you have to recruit nationally to consistently stock that talent. LSU played in a damn national championship with Ed Orgeron as the head coach. Okay. No offense to Ed, but he's never going to be confused as the greatest head coach of all time. So you could see the reason why. And that's kind of why, where I am with both Lane and Hugh. I can very clearly see the reason why they would want to be at Auburn. I can very tell, much tell that Auburn is in, interested in both of those guys. And from a various set of, I, I guess, a little bit of intel, a little bit of research, I can tell that Auburn's very interested in those. That's why I have them where I have them on my board. Hey, man, I, I learned a very interesting tidbit last night about Lane Kiffin. <clears throat> Do you know when he was at Alabama as OC in 2015, do you know who his offensive analyst was? I yeah, do. Eric Keesaw. I had no idea. Is that, was that general knowledge? So not general, but he was tied in. He was the OC for Sark at Washington. Sark recommended him. Or after Sark went to USC, Keesaw was not. He didn't bring him with him, but he recommended him to Lane, and Lane brought him on as an analyst uh, to assist with their hurry-up-no-huddle attack that they started to install there at Alabama. Damn, that's exactly what I was told last night, and I thought I was on to something. Cole, what's happening, big dog? <laughs> what's up, guys? Y'all hear me okay? Breaking the law, breaking the law. Let <laughs> me look like dog. Exactly. <laughs> if, you get, if you get pulled over, I mean, we've got the evidence. Right here, I'm technically not texting. Right? I'm just, I'm just holding my phone in front of my face. Yeah, so he's on the cop dash cam right now. Look at it, <laughs> body cam footage. Cole is heading to Montgomery. Yes, I'm heading to Montgomery. We're gonna see what we can find out there. Uh, on you know, assignment. Sometimes you just gotta show up and see what happens. Right? Oh, I like it. You crashed in the party. <laughs> That's right. That's the only way I do it. Right. I, just, uh, I just got a feeling they got a photo of Cole's with a, a, a pamphlet with Cole's face out on the front of Montgomery Carver. If you see this guy, do not let him in the school. You know, they he's, might. He's not supposed to be within a thousand yards of Carver. It, it, it was probably Clay Russo and James Smith probably had it put up there. Yeah, They're keep like, this guy away from us. He asked us too many questions. This guy. Well. Uh, okay, so Jay had timeline. I would think um, once the Egg Bowl has concluded, and if Kiffin is the top target, and I think that he is, he's going to have an offer relatively quickly thereafter, and then in lies the decision. And I think Auburn's going to probably want to keep that decision-making process to anywhere between twenty-four to seventy-two hours. If I had to guess, they're going to want an answer relatively quickly before Monday. Before Monday. Mm -hmm. And then once we get to Monday, if he says no, I think they're going to pivot very quickly to their second choice and try to get somebody in no later than Wednesday. I think you need somebody in place by the upcoming weekend so that you can capitalize on official visits, so that you can keep kids that are potentially contemplating getting into the transfer portal, kind of have that discussion and or establish your board of transfer portal targets that's upcoming because – the great thing is Auburn's targeting an active sitting head coach right now. That, that seems to be all of their candidates. So they all have kind of an idea of who potentially could be getting into the portal or their general manager slash head scout slash, you know, player personnel guy probably does that they'll be bringing with them from whatever school they're coming from. 
So all those those lines have already been put out there. So you want to make sure that you have that that person in place by the first weekend in December. Some of these guys, by the way, have already done their people, their staffs, some of the guys being mentioned as possible candidates. Their staffs have, staffs have already done uh, pretty good evaluations of what Auburn currently has on the roster because they played them. Right. They played them. And then then to do the final evaluation – you don't have to do that much more because you've already had your all your assistants analyze these guys. You know what they can and can't do to a certain extent. So that'll it's not like you'd be starting from scratch. Like Brian Harson had never faced Auburn, uh, didn't have any you know any real knowledge at all of what the current roster was, and I think that set him back too. Because quite frankly, if you had some real knowledge of that Auburn roster back after the 2020 season you would have made it priority one to go after offensive linemen in the portal and done whatever it took to get them, right? Right. You wouldn't have said, ah, okay, we're trying. Doesn't work out, no problem. You'd say, uh, we're going to figure out how to get two or three guys or you're not going to have a job on my staff anymore. Pretty you much. Know? Needed that. Needed that. Okay. Uh, mentioned this yesterday in the podcast, J-Heb. Uh, Cole, I think, brought it up. You know, we heard the from Sunday to Tuesday a lot of Lane Kiffin buzz. Yep. Started dying off, trickling off there Wednesday, Thursday, and here we are on Friday. And my theory was that's probably a good thing if you want Lane Kiffin. I agree. Now you're going to start – now either – and here was my, my point. Lane Kiffin is either the red herring. Yep. Or the guys we're going to start hearing about now are the red herrings. We've moved on from Lane, moved on. The bus has died down. Mm -hmm. I still think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I still think he, I, I still think it's going to be him or Hugh Freeze, and and, and listen, I, I don't know what letter W starts with, right? So don't take anything I'm saying. This is I'm, I'm just guessing here. I sure. still think it's going to be one of those two guys. I would be surprised if it's not. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we, who do you think are some other legitimate. Candidates like, is there a Brian Kelly out there? There could be. Um, here's the thing if there's a Brian Kelly, and this is why I know. And look, if there's anybody that's watching this, you've probably heard the Dabo rumors, you've probably heard other rumors. If there's going to be a Brian Kelly, you're not going to hear about it until about 24 hours before it actually breaks, okay. Not a person in the world heard that Brian Kelly was going to be at LSU before 24 hours within that coming out. Same deal with Lincoln Riley at USC. Complete ambush and surprise. You hear a lot of names being floated right now, whether that be James Franklin, whether that be Luke Luke Fickle, whether that be Dabo Sweeney. And those names are getting out there. Why? Because their agents want those names out there. They're attaching that to Auburn because Auburn is the lead job in this coaching search. Okay. Now that could be used for leverage plays at their own school that they're at right now, whether it's like Dabo Sweeney. And my theory is, you know what? The ACC doesn't get the TV revenue that the SEC is going to get, but what can they do? They can adjust the percentages of the athletic funds that are designated to football operations. So that, uh, that football is getting a huge chunk of the revenue they do bring in so that the percentages are more in line with some of these SEC schools. I think that's part of this to get what he thinks he needs for Clemson to be successful. Um, with Franklin, I, it could be a resetting the clock type situation. You know what I mean? Maybe he wants a, another extension on top of what he just had. You know what I mean? Maybe he wants uh, a little bit more peace of mind. With Fickle, I kind of buy that one because, look, Cincinnati is a step down from Auburn. 
but is he prepared to lead the Midwest? These are just things that you don't know. But with their names getting out this quick, it's hard for me to buy it as legitimate. I think if there's going to be a guy out there, you're not going to hear about it until very, very late in the process. You're going to be Iron Bowl Eve, and it's like, oh, shit, guess who's interested? Okay, but who's the – so, Jeffrey, who, let me interrupt you. So who is the Brian Kelly out there this cycle? So you go conference by conference. And first mm-hmm. of all, I want to point out that John Cohen hired uh, Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State, who, again, that hire ended up being – he won games. I mean, he wasn't yeah. terrible, but it wasn't a culture fit. So he knows what happens when you don't have a culture fit, okay, so at least somewhat of a culture fit. So back up here, who's the Brian Kelly out there? Well, in the Pac-12 – uh, the guy Washington's doing a good job, but he was at Fresno before, so he's kind of West right. Coast. He's a West Coaster. Nobody else. Chip Kelly would be the only one. And Dan Lanning. What's that? Well, Dan who, Dan Lanning. Well, okay, but I thought we still involved with him. But so there's two guys basically, Dan Lanning and Chip Kelly. But but Dan Lanning's already been mentioned. I was saying who would be the surprise Brian Kelly. There aren't many Brian Kellys out there. Who's the Brian Kelly in the Pac-12? That kind of level of surprise. Chip Kelly. Uh, who would be in the Big Twelve? Anybody really is there? Matt Campbell's not. I think. Uh, anymore, right? You know. I think. So I, I think know that there's anybody, Brian Kelly out there. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm trying to get my delay going here. Uh, I think anybody could be a Brian Kelly type because Auburn has such a big job open right now. And we saw uh, you would have never thought somebody would leave Notre Dame to go to LSU or leave Notre Dame, period. But, Cole, who is – who's at the success level approaching Brian Kelly out there? Right. There just isn't a – Chip Kelly would be probably the only one, right? Yeah, less than five. Jim Jim Harbaugh is not leaving Michigan for Auburn. Okay, Ryan Day's not leaving Ohio State. Franklin's right. an interesting one. I'd put Franklin a level, maybe a level below, just slightly below Chip Kelly, but at least he's got an understanding of the SEC. We know that. Um, I, are we talking blockbuster? Like, I cannot yes. believe a coach would leave Notre Dame to go to LSU. Yes, they're just aren't any. I mean, again. Uh, besides Dabo, I mean, really? Yeah, I mean yeah. that would be a blockbuster. Who yeah, he's won be. national championships yeah. at Clemson. Well, he's got him across the country. I, I hear you. you oh, see? you haven't gotten there. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, Keep no, going. I'm saying, there aren't many guys. Okay, and then you start thinking. Well, he John Cohen's already had one cultural fit issue at, at Mississippi State, so Chip Kelly doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. The guy's a winner, obviously. Dabo would be one, but I, well, I'm just not buying that one. I don't know about you guys. I'm with you, Keith. I'm with you. I don't buy it. it. I think it is a complete leverage play with Clemson to get what he thinks he needs to be competitive and to continue to be competitive for the, you know, I mean, for the, this changing landscape in college football. The ACC would be a wasteland in a few years. We don't know. I get all that. Auburn's, Auburn's positioned pretty well where Clemson, you don't know what's going to happen because ACC is certainly not going to be making the money. Big Ten and the SEC schools are going to be making, but there just aren't many guys out there. Maybe, maybe there's a hot coordinator in the NFL that we don't know about. That's that, that's the only thing I can think of. Okay, okay, okay. Somebody's going to take a Hey, Cole, be safe out there, big dog. <laughs> hey, 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 what you getting into today? <laughs> my, is my camera not working? No, it's working. It's just your audio is just in and out bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I hear people honking and cussing, and this, <laughs> is, a, this is a family show. A I thought test. I had it muted when I was doing all that. Yeah. Hey, Cole, let's do a quick test. I'm, can you hear me well when I say, how about you, everybody? <laughs> Jeffrey. I thought that was Jeffrey. Okay. <laughs> oh, Cole, for real. Be, hey, do you have any how about you? Uh, I do not. Okay. All right. Hey, well, listen. Be safe out there, big dog. We'll see you Sunday night. Yep. See you Have a good weekend. All right, buddy. So, coordinators in the NFL? Anybody? Okay. Okay. I don't if, know. If you're going to say coordinator, the only one that pops to me is D'Amico Rhines. Um, I but are you, are you, are you going to hire a coordinator? See, I don't know. It, you know what I mean? I don't think so. I think all right, I so what was told to me, and this is why James Franklin does fit, and I'll say this. When this search was just beginning, it was to me they wanted three things, or this is what they were looking for, SEC experience, program builder, recruiter. 
the three guys we all just talked about, Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze, James Franklin, all meet that criteria. That's the only reason why I buy Franklin as far as that's concerned. And if we are talking about a guy, because his name is not really, really out there just yet, I guess Luke Fickle could be that guy that's, you know I mean, he's played in a, you know I mean, in the championship as far as in the championship playoff, as far as that's concerned, he would be a massive name for Auburn to lure. But are we going to go the route we just did with Brian Harson? Now, look, Luke Fickle is significantly different from Brian Harson. I agree. He has recruited, <coughs> he's been on Power Five staffs, he understands what it's like to be with a passionate fan base, you know what I mean, and what it's like to be at one of these kind of jobs. But I just, I'm just having a hard time buying that right now. You know, it just, it, something doesn't, mesh for me like i just i hear you dude you know what i mean like my gut my mind just can't wrap itself around it i think that's what i mean by it doesn't he doesn't move the needle for me right man I, he's a fantastic football coach he all he's got the track record albeit big 10 are they still the big 10 well ohio state was the big 10 cincinnati will now be in the big that's what I mean, but he was at ohio state he's got the yeah yeah the, the background albeit in the big 10 uh, but I just don't see it. No, I, I he don't. just doesn't do it for me. Jeff Grimes, man, I love that guy. I would love him to run the offensive line, and I, I don't know what he is like as an offensive coordinator. But he's been at Baylor and their highest. I, I can't get behind it. I mean, I can, but not like I can for Lane or even Hugh, man. I, like yeah. I said last week, I'm, I'm, I'm come, I've come around to Hugh, and I, and I'm and I, I've almost I've almost talked myself out of the. Uh, uh, it's Hugh Freeze until it, it isn't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, but but then I you know I'm like man don't be, don't get don't don't fall into this Lane trap. It, yeah. it, is is Lane the red herring? Right? It, it, has it always been Hugh Freeze? Is it going to be Hugh Freeze as long as he checks these boxes by John Cohen and he has? Uh, but then like you know it's, there's just so much going on. You talk to so many different people during this. You hear so many yep. different opinions. Yep. You trust a lot of these opinions. And you've got some guys saying, "Ah, oh, he, you know, they'll they'll get him back." And you've got some over here saying, "No, nah, dude, there's no way Auburn hires Hugh Freeze." I've heard that from a guy I absolutely respect and trust. Sure. So I just don't know what to do. Yeah. I just yeah. Want to see, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Keith. I just want to see. This is quick. I just want to see what Auburn can do one time hiring a big name coach. Yeah, me too. I've seen for a hundred years what it can do. This is their opportunity. Now, Mr. Jordan. You know, undeniable what he did. Okay, undeniable what what uh, Mr. Die did. Mm-hmm. But they weren't big name guys when they hired them. Um, but I'm just kidding. And neither was Gus. And Gus did well. And look, all these guys did well, by the way. Uh, Terry Bowden was coming came from Sanford. Tuberville came from Ole Miss. That wasn't a, that was a regional hire. That wasn't a, a hire that uh, elicited much national talk. Chiswick was from Iowa State. Gus was from Arkansas State. Um, I just kind of want to see. What happens if man they really get a big name hire? Now, do you consider it doesn't work? We don't. I don't know. But I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Do you consider Lane a big name? Uh, yes, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Because when when we said Coverville's original hire from Ole Miss, I want people not to confuse the fact that yes, Lane's coming from Ole Miss, but his name is known across the country. I mean, you're talking about a guy. I'd be willing to bet if you did a survey. I, I bet more people. I don't think there's any question. More people could name the head coach, could name, if you said, do you know who Lane Kiffin is or do you know who Sarkeesian is? More people would know who Lane Kiffin is, and Sarkeesian's the head coach at Texas. I bet more people could name Kiffin. Uh, I, mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is he's got more name recognition than Lincoln Riley, than Absolutely. Ryan Day. There's people, SEC fans, that still don't even know who Ryan Day is. He's the head coach at Ohio State. It's not a big name. And it's because the way Lane has branded himself through social media. Lane is not a dynamic personality when you hear him speak. You know what I mean? Like when you hear a press conference with Lane Kiffin, you're going to get 45 minutes of blah, 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 blah. And then you're going to get a, you know what I mean, a two-minute clip where he takes a shot at somebody. And then he's going to get on social media and he's really going to rib people. And he has branded himself through that very uniquely, very smartly. And that's also a way that he's been a, a – People ask me a lot, what do you think of Lane as a recruiter? Well, I think he's a very good evaluator. I think he's a good recruiter when he wants to be. But I think the greatest thing that he does is brand himself. And to a lot of kids, they see the flash. They love it. 
You know what I mean? Like whether or not he's dynamic with them when they're sitting down and he's trying to get their commitment, it's the publicity that comes with Lane Kiffin that they love. The Yes. Absolutely. Well said. It's the flash. It's the bling. I think Lane Kiffin would be – I mean, okay, think about last year. You had – or in the last two years, I can't remember when this – but Florida State, you had Florida, you had South Carolina. All of these guys went into the – what, Louisiana for Napier. Yep. Beamer was at – Beamer was at – he was at Oklahoma. He was an assistant coach. He wasn't even a head coach. Uh, Norville was at Memphis. Memphis. Lane Kiffin would be much bigger than any of those three, and those are three pro- pretty prominent programs. That are right there, you got Florida, Florida State, and, and and South Carolina to some degree. Miami would have been the biggest splash bringing Mario from Oregon. Yeah, that, how, that how was a splash. Many, how many head coaches out there? Do you think have a, have more name recognition? I wish we had some people that could do the poll here. Mm-hmm. Have more name recognition. College head coaches more name recognition than Lane Kiffin. Probably five. Uh, Not Saban, many. Saban maybe. I would think Dabo because people he you just call him Kirby. Bob. Yeah, Kirby. Kirby. Yes, yes. Uh, although Lane, yeah, Kirby kind of isn't. Josh Heupel was another one. Some guys you know before the program. Kirby's yeah, so great. Kirby's done a great job. He kind of makes Georgia the big deal, not himself so much the big deal. That's why I kind of respect him. He's not, you know. But yeah, there's not many guys. There's no, not many. Probably. He's got more rating name recognition than Heupel. Come on, Jim. No, I, I'm saying Heupel was Napier and. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I got four guys. I got Saban, Smart, Dabo, and Jim Harbaugh. Those are probably the four that you know, maybe potentially before Lane Kiffin. And, and once he's out, if he's out of school, once he's out of a bigger name school or at an Auburn, let's say, then that shoots up, that, that skyrockets even more. You know, the thing is, Ole Miss, and I'm not going to be one of these guys that take shots at Ole Miss. I think when, that gets so ridiculous when reporters are, oh, my, the school I cover is better than the school. That's, everybody has their choices of what they like. You know, Oxford's a great place. It is. Auburn's a great place. But – we know Ole Miss right now more because of Lane. Oh yeah, Auburn we know because of Auburn. Right, Auburn we Auburn's Auburn. Ole Miss is Lane. Zach, not- yeah, Zach in the back just hit me with a Jimbo Fisher, and he's right. I know that name because I hate that name. <laughs> oh, shorty. Yeah. <laughs> was he like her Villachez? I mean, was he like tattoo out there? Do you know? Tattoo. I mean, he was. A- I'm serious, dude. I just thought he was going to be this, you know, overpowering figure walking out. And I don't know if what I thought he was. I didn't think he was like six four or anything. But this dude's maybe five eight with cleats. You on. didn't. You didn't think he was the dude. Like I said, you didn't. You, you didn't go up to him and say, "You're not the dude from Fantasy Island, are you?" Oh, the plane, the plane. Now let me ask you a question on Jimbo. Do you think that he was more famous for the national championship? or more famous for the rant that he went on after National Signing Day and then the stuff that he got into with Saban this past offseason. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think he has vilified himself to a degree. And, look, I'll tell you one other name. I'll tell you one other name that is a splash that everybody across the country knows, and it is primetime Deion Sanders. Mm. That is an absolute name. that pe- That's a brand. Okay, so that's another guy. But Lane is not behind too many guys, right? No, he's not. Like you know, I'm saying those are all – those yeah. names all to me are collectively within the same range of each yeah. other. Those yeah. are splash names. Yeah. Splash hires. Would Jimbo have been a splash hire A&M? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He was a, a monster splash hire. Yeah, get getting off track here, but where, where is Dion going to land if it's not going to be in Auburn? Where is he going to? You know, what I mean? according to Charles Barkley, he's going to be at A&M, isn't he? I think Charles is talking out of his ass. Yeah, that's, that's just. Me. I mean, uh, the day Charles Barkley becomes the source on coaching moves in the you SEC. Know, here's what I say about Dion: coaches are only lasting two, three years now, anyway. So to me, yeah, it's a low risk. Now for Auburn, it's a higher risk than like an Arizona State. What do they got to lose? They haven't won too much lately right so if you're another if you're a colorado or a school like that hell why not roll the dice man oh for sure i mean you know why not i hope he gets a shot i really do i hope he gets a shot so let's just see what he can do let's just zach Zach in the back says colorado and nebraska both jobs that he's been linked to 
Hell, I'd like to see him at Georgia Tech, although I know that the, yeah, the culture yeah, fit it's, there. It's not happening, man. It looks – bunch of, A bunch of rich nerds over there. I don't think he would, he would mesh well. Listen, you could absolutely – and you could liberate and galvanize black Atlanta if you were Deion Sanders, mm. Georgia Tech, and that would be a powerful, powerful brand. But I just – knowing who they have over there, who's, the, who's in their administration, who their AD is – Everything I've heard is not Deion Sanders. And the reason why and, – and That would hurt Auburn recruiting. Huge. It would hurt a lot of people recruiting. Now, look, if Georgia Tech doesn't take off in a couple years, okay. You know what I mean? Now you can combat that. But in, in, in immediately, initially, oh, yeah, man. That Listen, Deion's going to dominate wherever he goes that first year to year and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then once the product on the field starts to play in, okay, now you've got some negative recruiting angles you can take against him. If it's not up to snuff. Exactly, if it's not up to speed. You know, I mean, if you really think about it, the best fit for Dion, and they, and they got a coach right now, and it, and they're kind of on the up, so it may never happen, but it really is Florida State. That, 100%. 100%. Uh, and, and, and I hope – I don't want Mike Norvell. I've heard Mike Norvell's a good guy. We Jeffrey and I know somebody that works for him. I hear nothing but good things. But I'd love to see Dion. You know, you always if that's where he wants to be. Now maybe he doesn't want to be back in Tallahassee. I don't know. But if that's where he wants to be, I hope he gets a shot someday. It's uh, where he belongs. You know, I tell you where. If I were a school and I were hiring right now, if I were UC, or if I were USF, I oh. would have Dion on the phone tomorrow. That's that would be a good step up for him. Listen, he gets the opportunity to prove himself in a probably the top tier G5 conference. You're in a state that you know, that you know you can recruit to. Um, God, he would do so well there. And Tampa is a big enough area that Dion can market Dion. Okay. And that is going to be a situation. Yeah, I agree, Zach. That's what I got on my coaching. Oh, they got a, a new stadium. They got a new stadium uh, that they're going to build at USF as well. And just because you're not in a oh, – go ahead, Jay Head, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Keith. Jump in. Just because you're not in a big conference today doesn't mean you can't be in a big conference tomorrow. It wasn't that long ago when USF went to the Big East and they thought that was their huge moment. And yeah. then the Big East just went – you know, things change fast these days, right? So, yes, and, and uh, Zach's uh, mentioning Willie Simmons from FAMU's being linked to that job. Uh, I think Scott Frost is sort of he is. a guy that they say you should take a look at. Uh, you know, if I'm USF, I look at Travis Williams too, quite frankly. Oh um, yeah. yeah, you know why not? Why not pick away your one of your adversaries? That's a that's an old practice, but yeah, but Dion would crush it there. I, I, you know, if if I could see a program like an, I, I'm looking more at like the second tier programs, like an NC State. It's a good program, good historic mm-hmm. program, like an Auburn what Dion could do to elevate a program like that, you know, what could he, you know, like that, like, sure. You know, and here's, here's the thing to me. I think from what I got from digging around, Dion's looking for a big market in addition to a school. So like, is Raleigh a big enough market for him? In his well, state? you got 3 million people in the triangle area there. I mean, you know what I mean? You and, do. I think a school like Houston with his ties to Texas that makes a ton of sense for Dion, especially going into the Big 12. Like if they parted ways with Dana Holgerson, that would just be a smash fit to me as far as that's concerned with what he could do there. Well, uh, uh, Maryland. No, Maryland would be a big Maryland. one. Yeah, yeah. So that, that would be a big one. Ooh. Because you got that Washington, D.C., Metro, Baltimore areas there mm-hmm. that you can off of. Mm. And with Maryland, the Under Armour tie. And that's a massive deal with Dion. He's got a huge deal with Under Armour. Think about him at a flagship Under Armour school. But mm. USF would be an interesting one. The only issue would be if you're USF, you then have to be worried, okay, if this guy does anything in two or three years, then we're losing him. You know? But yeah. that's a risk you take. I mean, it, it, I think sometimes schools like that, yeah, it's hard. It's it's You want somebody that's established, but you also want somebody that's on their way up. But you know that guy that's on his way up isn't going to be there very long. Yeah, it's almost like college baseball or yeah basketball. You you want them to be really good, but not too good. I agree. But if you're UCF or USF and you need to make a splash, because they, I mean, they are in the toilet right now. I mean, absolute toilet. By the way, I believe USF's an Under Armour school too. They were. I think they're now an Adidas school. I think they transitioned underneath um, Three Stripes, baby. There you go. Three Stripes, man. 
I think Auburn could be three stripes here for too much longer. Oh, God! I, I just go, just go Nike or Jordan brand. You know, is, are those two different brands? Yeah. No, but it's it is, but it isn't. You know, but just just go. Subsidiary, subsidiary. What's the What's the yeah, subsidiary? I, I, yeah. I would go with that Dick Sporty Goods. That's what I said, Jay. <laughs> make, make me look stupid on here. That would be the first one I said right. Subsidiary. No, is that right? Subsidiary, yeah. I'd always yeah. go with Dick Sporting Goods in Auburn, and there'd be just as much Bama stuff in there as Auburn stuff. Yeah, yeah I don't think Dick's made it through the um, – the the uh the protest or whatever Dick Sporting is something I forgot what happened but it's, yeah that, they closed are they, that, is it still there well that's the yeah they're the biggest sporting good chain in the country I think oh okay maybe not in Auburn <laughs> hey how about you everybody, how about you, everybody? <laughs> hey so hey so we're gonna wrap it up Zach's got to go um and we do too um how about you this week Keith yeah I'm gonna go Murph oh, oh he's Murph. on my list big dog. You know, you had me go first. He's going to get two half batches. All right. Oh, just, oh, Merv, 1969. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, just it seems like a pleasant guy. I mean, people were giving him some grief on the board last night. But, you know, whatever, man. I, I, I like all kinds. I, You know, honestly, guys, I, I like some of the guys that other people think are trolls. I, I just – I don't mind – to me, a message board is like a sports bar. I want to get in there and mix it up with my buddies. I don't want everybody to agree with me at all times. Okay. So guys like Jack White who piss off 99%. He's on my list too. <laughs> I mean, that, that list is like the Pentagon Papers, man. It got leaked out to me early, I think. Yeah, right, man. Those are, my, those are my guys right there. I hear you. J-Head. I got two. The first is not on the message board, but I do want to do a uh, how about you to Tony Elliott and the Virginia football program with everything that they've got going on right now. Guys, oh, yeah. Get a second, say a quick prayer for those guys with what they're experiencing. Um, they can definitely use it. Uh, on the board, it is Murph. And I thanked him for his contributions for the site last night when he made some comments. Some a hat trick from the Murph dog. It is a hat trick from Murph. Murph, I appreciate you. I, and I'm with Keith. I like people that have a contradictory viewpoint to what I write or my opinion on things. It makes you more well-rounded when you have to account for somebody that sees the world a little bit differently. Than you. So how about you to Murph? You know, I, <laughs> I love Murph. I did tell him to get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> at, one, at one point, I mean, he was compliant. I was like, dude, just leave if you don't like it. Uh, but I love Murph. And so he was on there. So Murph, 1969, hat trick for you, big dog. It might be the first in Auburn Live on three. History. Um, and then we've got Jack White with a uh, Jack White squared. No. Okay. Jack White. Uh, I got CO. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm about to run down my list. What you got? Oh, I was going to say, Jack White's going to be a pain in all of our butts at some point. I'm just okay. Saying. No, noted. I, I think it's funny. Noted. All right, Jack White. Uh, CO War Eagle, how about you to three-toe? How about you to AU full-time? Mace Hemdu. JF0952V74, not to be confused with JF0952V75. Uh, how about you to Highlander 4? How about you to Two Toxic? How about you to Swede 14? Mm-hmm. How about you to go Joe Goodman's Basement? Oh, listen, bro. That's my favorite name on the board right yes. now. Yes. Easily. Uh, how about you to L.A. Whip, who about a few weeks ago was the first to bring up Dabo Sweeney's name, and everybody was like, get out. Yeah. Get out. And he went back and bumped his old post. <laughs> and he ate them for breakfast yesterday morning. It was I great. He did, man. How about you to Gabriel Schaefer? How about you to Fava? How about you to Denny1034? Great post this week. And um, how about you to Murph, 1969? Trifecta. There you go. The rebumping of the old posts is one of my favorites. People will spend hours <laughs> for something they want. Unbelievable. Yeah. Look, cooked. Oh. It's down. Like, you know what I mean? So wait a second, Stephen Queef isn't your favorite bumper name? <laughs> you said it wrong. It's Stephen. Yeah, it's Stephen Queef. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh me, y'all are crazy. Jay Head, real quick, man. We had our scores yesterday. Uh, Auburn is a five and a half point favorite, fifty-two and a half over under. Uh, what you got? 
I got Auburn winning this 35-28. Okay. Um, I do think Western Kentucky will put up some points, but I'm interested to see if Schmitty can keep yeah. up the defensive uh, the defensive efforts there. I mean, he's it's been a vastly improved unit for the last two weeks. Let's see if they can uh, they can stop a really good Western Kentucky offense. Auburn will kick the ball off or the Hilltoppers will, at 3 p.m. Central Time, Saturday inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. Before we go, one more time for Miss Jessica Andrus with EXP Realty, five-star realtor, residential, investment properties, 334-704-4442. I told you, she consists as five-star realtor. Give her a call, man. Tell her we sent you, 334-704-4442. We appreciate everybody listening. We will be back Sunday night for the call-in show, 6.30 p.m. Central Time on Auburn Live on 3's YouTube page. If you haven't already, go like and subscribe to that page. Put those notifications on so you'll know when we go on live. We will do so Sunday night. Hopefully, turn in the corner on this coaching search. Be on the, on the final stretch there. Could possibly be on the final stretch. We hope so at least. And be sure to go subscribe to Auburn Live on 3. $25 will get you to next football season. Best time to get subscribed because we're going to have all the coaching search updates. We're going to have recruiting after that, and it's going to be loaded. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. For Keith, for J-Head, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey. Y'all stay out of the left lane, please. See ya.